Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're back. I know me declaring that my name is Josh was counter to the things that we talked about before <laughs> we true. got on here. So does it bother I, you that when you say your own name? I don't like saying my own name. Hmm. I do that because it's a thing that we established. Interesting. But I think it, it was only established just because you said that I'm Bob and it would sound different. I'm like, and I'm the guy who's not Bob. <laughs> That wouldn't make any sense. Okay. So people who uh, did not hear, which is everybody except for the people in this room, what we talked about before we recorded, you have no idea what we're talking about, and sorry. We're going to leave it at that. Um, anyway, how's it going? It's going really good. Yeah? Yeah. Summer treating you well? Yeah, I had to fix my pool yesterday. Mm, like, how? I had to take the pump apart. Ooh. Yeah, on the top, we have a big sand filter. And there's a multi-port. It's like a handle that you lift up, and you're like, you can backwash it, you can rinse it, you can do all the little functions that the oh, whole yeah. valve thing can do. Mm-hmm. There's a gasket on the inside. That's called a spider gasket. Yep, I have. And that spider gasket those. was jacked up. And it's common practice to, like, completely glue that nasty, <laughs> decroded rubber thing in place with solvent and then cover it in grease, and those two things together make just the grossest parts of duct tape all over your hands and your lap and your shirt whenever you're, like, scraping so I was outside just hanging out with my son yesterday, and uh, we were gross. watching um, <laughs> we were watching pitch meeting videos on YouTube. You watch those? No. Oh no, you gotta watch pitch meeting videos. Oh, we we that okay. We talked about a topic, and we talked about it last time we were gonna talk about all the shows. Oh yeah. So we right. do like a, a miniaturized version of the thing I want to talk about, and then we'll talk about the shows. But okay. pitch meeting factored into that because it's this guy on YouTube. He used to be on Screen Rant, where it's he is a writer pitching to like. The executive guy, but it's the same guy and just does like a, sp- a split oh, screen. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. That guy. And he's like, oh, it's hardly, barely an inconvenience. That kind of thing where he just like points out how stupid these movies are hmm. and you're pitching it to a guy and a guy's like, well, what about this? He's like, how about you shut up about that? And he's like, okay, then I will. <laughs> he's like, well, that sounds inconsistent in the story. He's like, but I need it because of the movie. He's like, well, okay, that's good enough for me. And we had just watched Jurassic Park. And I'm like, I bet that guy tore that movie up. <laughs> uh, and he did. So yeah. if you haven't, go watch uh, the pitch meeting videos. If there's a movie that you think is stupid, that guy just reiterates it hardcore that, yes, it is indeed stupid. Gotcha. I have not heard of these. Oh, they're funny. Anyway, so you got your pool fixed? Got my pool fixed. Cool. It's being degreened right now because uh, the <laughs> pump has had to be off. Because the issue was uh, uh, whenever I would run the pump, it was discharging a bunch of water. So every time I was cleaning the pool, it was draining the pool. Oh, is that why you thought you had a hole in it? Yeah, I thought I had a oh, hole. Oh, well, and so I good. troubleshot the whole thing and figured I didn't have a hole. I was leaking, and so I had to turn it off. And when I turned it off, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a weird statement. <laughs> yeah. I had to turn it off in order to fix it. And in the meantime, it was getting gross. Yeah. So my wife was in the pool yesterday, like scrubbing all the green off. Blech. <laughs> Came out like swamp thing. Yuck. That was nasty looking. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really miss pool maintenance. I miss having a pool a little bit, especially the last couple of weeks. It's been so hot, yes. and uh, having a pool would be really nice. But I my don't, kids I don't miss absolutely don't stuff. care that you can't see the bottom and it's green. <laughs> yeah, most kids but don't. Like they're, they're swimming in the in Slimer High Sea, and they're like, "No, nah, it's fine." <laughs> How's your summer going? Uh, it's it's hot. It's mm-hmm. uh it's going pretty well though. It's been kind of strange. It doesn't really feel like summer. Uh, to me, the past week has been even more strange. Uh, Jenny and the kids went to Florida, and they get back tomorrow. You didn't go with them this time. I did not go with them. It ended up being—it's not not a last-minute trip, but we couldn't nail down the dates. 
And so it was either going to be this past week or next week coming up. And we never could nail it down, and then stuff got kind of crazy at work. And it just – she decided now's the time to go, and I was not at a place where I could just walk up, you know, like just pick up and leave every mm-hmm. what we were doing. So I uh, stayed here. And now that we have two dogs, that actually – is not a terrible thing because rather than them being boarded for a week, oh no, rather than them being boarded for a week, you know, they've been home and I've gotten to take care of them and stuff. So it's worked out. But it's been one of those things where in the past when uh, when they would go on a trip that I didn't go on, I would look at that week or that time as, all right, now it's time to be productive. Yep. Like we're going to go Get to hard. work. And I make a big list of stuff, and I stay up real late, and I, you know, eat a lot of pizza by myself and stuff like that. And like I mentioned, we have two dogs, and those dogs, they get up early, and they eat all your pizza. They <laughs> no, but they they start whining. Indy starts whining at six thirty every Ooh. day, every day. Yeah, Lena does at seven. They get up and walk her, and so I for me to be able to get up at that time means I have to go to bed earlier, which means I have to pull back my working into the late hours of the night. And then trying to fit in stuff after work in between having to go to bed at a reasonable time to get up in the morning. You know, just like my time is more constrained than it used to be. And I'm older, so like working a full day and then going home and working another four or five hours, like manual labor type stuff, yeah. like you feel it more than I used to, so... Um, but it's been good. I, I have gotten a lot done. And I have been, because the dogs are cooped up while I'm at work all day, I have been eating every dinner on our gazebo in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And that's been really, really nice, eating outside. Just, oh, yeah. Just, and it, the evenings have been pretty nice here. They have. They've been a lot more mild. Yeah. It seems like that our day is bookended with like 55 degrees in the morning yeah. and like maybe 60s around sunset and then 95 <laughs> during the day. <laughs> yeah. It's quite dramatic, the drop-offs. It is kind of strange, but the the evenings have been really nice, so I've been enjoying that a lot. It would be nice if my family was here to enjoy that with me, and they will be soon. But that's one thing that I've, I've really enjoyed, and I kind of want to keep doing. We have dinner outside on our, on our deck mm. a lot. Yeah. We did last night. We did a couple days before that. Usually because my daughter and my middle son, who can totally swim now on his own, he used to be terrified of everything, are in the pool a majority of the time. If they're bored and I don't let them turn the screen on, they want to go in the pool, Hmm. regardless of its uh, chemical level or sludginess (laughs) factor. They're just in the water. And so it's easier for us to, like, bring dinner out there and they can just, like, eat dinner dripping wet. Sure. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I think we'll we'll probably spend more time out there now that we have we have a fence in our backyard, which is a new thing. And uh we added that for the dogs and for the maybe eventual pool, maybe someday, but mainly for the dogs now. So now that we can go outside and let the dogs just run on their own, it makes more sense for us to have dinner outside whereas before you know, we ha- somebody would have to be holding them on a leash and mm-hmm. stuff, it just didn't work. So Hopefully, when everybody gets back, we'll be spending more of our evenings out there, if soccer permits. <laughs> got yeah. a lot, got a lot of soccer in my near future. So, so is your family going to be back in time for your birthday? Uh, yeah, yeah. My parents do a big Fourth of July weekend, whatever the weekend closest to the 
the fourth is. They do like a big family get together, extended family, friends, whoever's in town, and they always rent like a big um, inflatable slip and slide type thing. And so that is happening this weekend. They'll be back in time for that. So looking forward to that. That's one of those times where every year, I'm the youngest of my of my family. I have an older brother and older sister. And so I was always the coolest uncle, the youngest uncle, who was always on the slip and slide, always doing the stuff with the kids, even when my older brother and sister, you know, kind of like, we're old enough to just sit here and watch mm-hmm. our kids do things. I'm still out there doing it. And I still have to you know, keep that up because now my kids are the ones that are playing on the slides and playing all the games. And so I'm, uh, I'm still out there flopping around with, with the young ones. But <clears throat> yeah, so I've got that coming up. Uh, you said you had kind of a topic. Yeah. So around your birthday, I tried to use that as a segue. Um, Father's Day was a few weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. And I, my wife and I were talking about Father's Day, and I asked my kids, I'm like, what are you guys going to, you guys got anything planned? What you guys doing for Father's Day? And they're like, nothing, because you just want a quiet day. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's true. I think I've made that very clear throughout my entire parenting style, that I want it to be quiet. I don't want people freaking out and fighting, so that's what I want. But I want that, like, every day. As a, you know, standard. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Not just that one day. <laughs> uh, and so then it became like, what would you do for me on Father's Day? Like, since you just know that I want it quiet, like, what else do you know? Do you know what I liked in order to, like, try to plan a day? Because, I mean, to plan something for somebody, you have to know stuff about them. Mm. And then I kind of came to this realization that, like, I wonder what my kids actually know about me. And so we have a marker board in our dining room because that's where our kids do school. And I wrote, like, dad's favorite things. And I wrote, like, candy, vacation spot, place to eat in town, movie, a bunch of just, like, random, like, dad trivia. Hmm. And I was like, I want you guys to write what you think I like up there. And naturally, my older son did not read the instructions, just wrote everything that he liked. <laughs> Nothing that I liked. <laughs> but I came to the realization Dad does that, not like, like Pokemon. Yeah. I had this kind of with my wife for a while that like because I normally like order food or I take care of the the stuff while we're out. And if she's out somewhere, like, oh, give me something that you know I like. Uh, she doesn't really know what those things are because I'm usually the one doing that. And it was – that sentiment was reflected in my kids. Hmm. But I think for my kids, they don't know anything about me. So they don't know not just what to do for Father's Day – but, like, they don't know anything about their dad because I'm usually kind of reserved or I'm just in, like, dad mode. I'm not in – I'm usually thinking about them or I'm trying to play the odds for the family to avoid chaos. It's never like, we're doing a thing just because I want to. And here's yeah. all my list. Or if that does happen, it happens, like, one day a year on a yeah. birthday or whatever. Aww. So, yeah, I came to the realization that my kids know nothing about me. And I think that's my fault. Hmm. And I don't know if there are other people out there that have kids of an there age that like definitely people that have kids. Yeah, but like have kids of an age that they can be responsible and thoughtful enough to like come up with a plan or to like know their parents. Cause like I knew who my dad was, I know what he looked like, I knew where he worked, I knew all the things that you would talk to another friend's dad about. But like <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that my dad played bass in a in a rock band when he grew up. Hmm. Until I was, like, driving age. Um, 
I still don't know his favorite restaurant. Like if I were to go out and go get food or go do something like little trivial things, right? How you just kind of, it's a family member. You know them. You know their preferences because you care about them. And I'm like, I wonder if that's less of my kids just being selfish kids because they are. Or me being just like a stoic, like, person who keeps all those things internal. And I don't share that stuff. And so for your birthday, like, do your kids, other than Star Wars, I think the entire wide world knows that you like Star Wars. Like, <laughs> do your kids know stuff about you? Uh, I think so. Because you're back in the town where you grew up. Yeah. So the context may be a little easier. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I just, I, I wonder that point. Like, do other dads set the conditions in their family where they try to be so dad-like and and selfless and all this that you create like a, a barrier around yourself. I don't know that it's necessarily – I think a lot of people do that, and I, I do that in certain ways. But I don't think it's necessarily about being selfless or – I think it's just about priority. Like the kids require food. The priority is keeping them alive um, – helping them become the adults that you want them to be, stuff like that. And so for me to let them know stuff about my past that, or about my preferences or whatever that is just mildly interesting but not informative of who they should become, that's a lower priority. Sure, and I think that has a lot to factor into it. You're yeah. trying to groom them for a thing. Everything is yeah. lesson-based. Yeah, kind of. Which I think a lot of the, maybe these – say trivial for lack of a better term, but I think some of these trivial little matters uh, can help with that. Right. But there's not always an opportunity for them to, you, you have to like find the places to put in the personal reference for uh, this lesson that I'm trying to, to teach you. So if there's not a, a place for it, then it just may never come up. It's not sure. that I'm trying to, you know, be, and you're not always probably trying to be selfless about, you know, let's let's focus on the kids. Everything's about the kids. It just may not naturally happen. Statistically, the chances are not. Yeah, there. sure. I, I would think so. But, I mean, my kids definitely know I, – I like the things that I like very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Bob Claggett quote, but it happened around grown-ups. And we were out <laughs> at dinner, and your wife was like, ooh, do you want to try some of this? She's like, ooh, what do you have? And ooh, look. She was just trying to be nice and communal and trying to share <laughs> the joy. And you're like, okay, hold on. I got what I got in the quantity that I wanted. <laughs> Let me eat. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, she's just like, done. yeah, come on. Let's share food. And I'm like, no, no, no. You ordered your food. Yeah. I ordered my food. Let's leave it at that. Um, but I like what I like, and I'm, you know, I'm happy to – I enjoy them – outwardly um so my kids are they see very obviously that i uh you know i like making things i like lego i like the properties and the stories that i like i mean it's it's obvious that stuff so i think the things that they may not know about me would be more just past things sure and a lot of that comes up in like sitting around a table we have always tried our best to to have dinner together. And that's harder and harder these days as they're becoming teenagers, yeah. they're into, you know, different schedules and soccer and stuff. And so we still try now to at least have three or four dinners at the table, even if it's fast food. The fact that you're facing each other around a table is the important thing. And so we're, we're still trying to do that, but I think the, the things that come up that are not lesson-based are in that context where you have to have something to talk about. 
And so obviously we asked what the kids have been up to, what they're doing, how school went, how practice went, whatever. And then eventually it gets to like, well, let's talk about jobs. Like you're going to have to get a job pretty soon. And then they mm-hmm. start asking about jobs. And so then Jenny and I can go through our history of, well, I worked in a candle shop. A candle shop? What did you do in a candle shop? I was a lifeguard at the beach. Did you ever have to save anybody? Did you see any sharks? You know, so it's that kind of yeah. you're leading into stories and stuff. But it it's an opportunity to I'm going to tell you about every job that I ever had quickly. So at least you have that bit of information about me. So I think the preference stuff happens pretty naturally for me anyway. Yeah. Because it's easy to see what I like for them. Um, they also know a lot of stuff like my habits. Like <laughs> the uh, so they know that I buy Lego sets for myself yep. often. And so for Father's Day, my oldest walked up with the Mandalorian helmet Lego set. And he was like, I picked this out for you at Target. And then I went down to your office to see if you had it in your stack of unfinished sets. And you already did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I really appreciate you thinking about me. I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I pre-ordered that on the day that it came out. And I didn't think about the fact that you were going to have to get me a Father's Day gift. You know, it's like, but they knew. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick this thing out for you, but he probably already has it. So I realize in our line of work that we make it very difficult for our family to get stereotypical dad Oh, gifts. yeah. yeah. Like, Let's get dad a tool. Yeah. How or, about a Home Depot gift card? Yeah, nope. or some Legos. <laughs> or something to do with cars. Like, uh, all those are covered, kids. So the other day, uh, kind of to move from that, unless you have anything else, um, Jenny said, I figured out what I want to get you for your birthday. But I can't tell you what it is without giving it away. Or I can't. I have a question, but I can't ask you the question without giving it away. Something to that effect. And so she was kind of wrestling with this, like, do I try to keep it a surprise or do we actually? And so I had no clue what this was because of what you just said. Yeah. We make it so hard for them to buy us gifts. And I'm personally, like, I tell them all, like, I don't, I have so much. I... I have so much. I'm given so much. I want for nothing. Don't buy me gifts. I, I just don't need it. And I appreciate it, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't need it. You don't have to do that. Buy me a t-shirt if you want, you know, a t-shirt I don't have or something. Like, it, it didn't have to be a thing. That was my Christmas present to you because of all of these things. <laughs> like, I know he doesn't have this shirt. So, so she's like somehow talking later on. She's kind of wrestling with whether she wants to tell me about this present or not. And then she's like, okay, so what I want to get you is a gator. Oh, really? Like a John Deere gator? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, well, uh, so anybody that doesn't know, this is like a like a side-by-side, yeah. four-wheel drive, off-road, Utility go-kart thingy. Kind of vehicle. Yeah. And they cost like $15,000. Oh, really? <laughs> They're so expensive. Oh, the government bought the one that I had. I don't so know I that no she, context of how expensive I don't know that are. she knew how expensive they were. Um, but the place that she goes out and helps with the animals, the the... The couple that runs that farm, that owns that land, they have one of these things. And so when the kids were out there one time, the husband was around and he was like, hey, let's I'll hop on the, he calls it a mule, but hop on the mule. We're going to go down to the pond. So, you know, my kids jump on the back of this thing. He drives them down, shows them the pond. They swim in the pond and then they drive up and see the horses. And it's this cool off-road thing that can go anywhere. Oh, yeah. And so she saw that and saw how much fun they had. And she was like, I want to get you one of these for the farm even though we don't really have the kind of drivable right. area that it would be worthwhile. Not yet. <laughs> so 
It was really funny, though, that she had to reach so far into something that we cannot afford and are not going to get, to be very clear. But, like, she had to reach so far into, I'm going to buy you a vehicle (laughs) for your birthday because there's nothing else reasonable that I know that you don't already have. And so when I told her how expensive they were, she was like, oh, well, yeah, oh, well, never mind. Is there a Lego set that you want? (laughs) You can attach machine guns to the front of a John Deere Gator. Mm. Just saying. You can probably attach lots of stuff. Pretty useful fact for anybody out there if you're trying to determine which utility side-by-side to get. For for military purposes? For machine gunning. So what about you? I mean, with the kids knowing you, is that something you're going to actively like? I will quiz them every year. Uh, Josh, no, you you, you can quiz them, but are you going to provide them the the trivia that they need to be able to Uh, win the quiz? I'm going to (laughs) try, and it it comes down to like those those scenarios around the dinner table, like you're talking about. Yeah, Um, if we could go anywhere, where would you go? And then I provide my answer to say get a little bit Mm. of context. But that particular conversation um, was mirrored with my daughter losing her first tooth. And so we have spoken on here about the tooth fairy story that I tell my kids oh, yeah. about my mom being their tooth fairy because my mom passed away. And so I, I pulled out this old photo album I have of just like me that I put together when I was in high school. And so it was an opportunity for me to sit down with her and then the other kids kind of congregated around where I could show off pictures from a long time ago. And this is when I used to do this and this is when I did that. And it was really funny to like, maybe it's, it's not that I'm trying to keep things from my kids is that they're, they're a part of me and I don't firmly realize that they weren't there as well. Like my daughter is almost seven ish, something around there. And there's been so many cool things that have happened before she was even a thought. Yeah. And so just like flipping a page in a book, she was like, you were a fireman. Like, Oh yeah. Hmm. And there's a whole bunch of pictures of me doing fireman stuff. She's like, I didn't know that. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, I guess you didn't know that. Yeah. Why would like, we ever t- have talked about that yeah, before? Like, yeah, like, hmm, that's strange. And so things that I would learn about my dad, I would learn at, by, like, talking to my grandparents where, like, they remember all the embarrassing or whatever, like, weird stories mm. you don't normally come up in conversation. And not that those were the particular topic of that day, but just the act of bringing out, like, a photo album, which is really difficult nowadays. Yeah, that's um, true. Or the link to our past. I mean, even Megan and Anthony don't have their childhood on a phone. I mean, that that may be my kids' existence right now. Yeah. But it wasn't mine. And so I had to, like, go get the thing from the case in the thing buried underneath the other things just to try to give my kids a glimpse of, like, who I used to be before they existed. Hmm. And watching their face understand that, like, I was a person before they existed. Before you were a dad. Yeah. And uh, I... I uh, when I was younger, I had bright blonde hair. And when I was in elementary school, I had a mullet. It was great. And so looking at these pictures, my daughter was like, oh, that's my, you know, her brother. That's that's my oldest son or my middle son. I'm like, no, dude, that's me. She's like, that's you? <laughs> and so just like her seeing her dad in a different way or something about me that she doesn't realize. Because now her, her context of me is that I make silly stuff and then I, I play with her. Hmm. And we go swimming. Yeah. That's the only things that she knows about me. Uh, she may know more, but like that's that's who I am to her. Yeah. And so by asking her questions that are outside, it, it may be even difficult for her to answer herself ab- about herself, trying to have her 
project those things onto a person that she barely knows. And I'm like, well, I, I don't want my kids to barely know me because my dad was a great dad, but my dad, I knew my dad was in the air force. He was a fireman and he didn't like mushrooms. Those were the three trivia facts <laughs> of my dad. Uh, and even to this day, like since my mom passed away, I've spoken to my dad probably more than I had my entire life because he was just, he was working. Yeah. It was his job to take care of his family. It was not his job to be this like emotionally available like yeah. person. That was just, that I and, felt like. And that is still. His role. Whether that was in, on his decision or that was just the way that it was. I think right. that is Culturally still think. Yep. there. So, yeah. And so I kind of want to, I want to press against that. Yeah. And I I had a, a thought. I'm like, I don't think that this is selfish. I, it's not that like, you need to know more about me. Let's stop and let's have a block of instruction about what I need and what I like and how it's different from what you like. Yeah. But it kind of gives them the expansion of their world, that I'm not just a tool that is is in the world to assist them. Mm-hmm. I have my own wants and my own desires, and I like this thing, or I used to do this thing, or I think that this is cool, or this is how I got that crazy scar. And it just it widens out and broadens their understanding of the world by just a tiny little bit. Yeah. And hopefully, it will benefit me in some way that on Father's Day, they can like, oh, well, Dad likes this. Let's Let's do this for him. They want to celebrate somebody, but they just don't know how. Hmm. Or they don't have a context about what would make that person externally happy other than the things that they do every single day. I think another valuable thing there is that if they, as young as your kids are, um, if they begin to understand that you had a life before them and that you were a kid and that you were a teenager and that you were a young adult and that you were – you know, all of these things that they are going to, they have been, are now, or are going to become, the more that they realize that you also were those things, the more they're going to trust your experience when you go to talk them through the hard parts of life. Hopefully. Hopefully, but... But that, it, makes, a, that makes a really good point. But like me talking as a, as a kid, if I were mm-hmm. a kid talking to a 60-year-old man that I did not know, I, I can't imagine that that person was ever... A nine-year-old. And so the advice from them is coming from a 60-year-old, not from a nine-year-old who Fact. became 60. And so I think as our kids begin to understand that we have been and, – and I've been through this fairly recently with my oldest. He's going through things. He's dealing with uh, middle school, high school life. And I'm able to say, look, man, I went through this very same situation. Here's what I dealt with. Here's how I felt. Yeah. And here's what I struggled with. And here's how I whatevered mm-hmm. to try to help him understand that, like, I'm not just your dad. I was in high school, too. And I, I went through all the same stuff. That, and I've had to deal with this thing. And I, you know, worried about these things and all that stuff to give him context that, like, he's not alone in it. And my experience should at least be something he considers. Obviously, you know, kids are not going to take everything you say. Like, right. well, just because you went through it doesn't mean I can't go through it or I can't make my own choices. But letting them know that you have some experience that they should at least consider uh, is good. And I think they buy into that a little bit more when they realize that you are a person outside of a dad. So I think that's a that's a great idea. I think it's that's good in, in all the right ways. 
you know, having your kids know you better <laughs> has no downsides. I hope not. I don't think it does. I, I remember talking to my mom because she was the one that, like, I would have conversations with. And I remember as a teenager having a conversation about drugs with my mom. And how she told me that she smoked marijuana one time. Mm. And I was like, oh, heavens. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's illegal. I don't know if you know this. And there's just like this shocking revelation. And I remember that moment to me was like, you are a person mm-hmm. that has your own thoughts and feelings and drives and desires and all that uh, aside from being a mom. You have an opinion about it. She told me her opinion about it. And I remember it made – it put the drug – in a whole different light. Hmm. It wasn't this like red button that like my parents know nothing about it. I'm all by myself. They don't have any kind of context. They can't help me with these things. Yeah. And it, it popped that bubble for my mom. And I remember like the, a scenario happened where I was at somebody's house where there were drugs. My dad got so angry and came in my room and was like yelling at me that I was in this place where, where drugs were. And I remember going, you have no context because you have never experienced drugs and have, in my mind, mm-hmm. whether this is true or not, have no experience with this. How are you trying to discipline me or yell at me when you don't know what I'm going through? You can't relate to me. Mm. Therefore, I can't relate to you and your discipline means less because you're just screaming at me for a thing. And I remember thinking like, he was mad. My mom probably tried to have a legit conversation with him with her prior experience and then him just getting mad and just like reacting to the situation. And I remember thinking after the fact, if mom would have come in and we would have had that conversation, the outcome would have been different. Hmm. Just because I knew a little bit about her. Yeah. And I didn't know anything in that context about my dad. Uh, there was a time when he he stopped drinking. Not that he was like a heavy drinker. He just like didn't want to drink alcohol anymore. It was like a thing. And... One day I asked him about it, like later on in my former years, like, why did you do that? He told me a story. I'm like, oh, dang. Okay. Hmm. That makes sense why you decided to do that. And like all those things, just by knowing a little bit about my dad, and it was an embarrassing thing. So something that you, by all rights, would should would have and should have maybe kept to himself. Yeah. Has informed how I look at the world and how I choose to, to go about my life. And... It's stuff that, like, I had. I have to pull that out of my dad because my dad is just, he's a quiet kind of person. Yeah. And so it, I think you're exactly right in your point that when your kids know you better, that you're relatable to them in a scenario where it's not just like, oh, I might listen to my dad. I might take that into consideration, but my own personal stuff is going to drive me. It means this unit of influence to where just knowing that little bit about my mom knowing she was a real person, was tenfold that unit of influence. Right. And, and I'm sure it opened up for you, like, other things that, well, if I know this about her, then there's more to her. Absolutely. There are still things I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, which counts for a lot, you know, as, as things come up that you haven't talked about. Sure. You know? And I just think that that was really silly because I was like, what are y'all going to do for Father's Day? Y'all going to trick me? We're going to go somewhere cool and do something neat? <laughs> and they're like, No. Because you just want it to be quiet. Hmm. I'm like, okay, so you guys are going to be quiet? And they're like, well, not really. We, <laughs> well, just, we didn't say that. We just know that you like quiet. And I'm like, okay, are we going to go to dinner? They're like, no, because you like to cook. I'm like, so I have to cook my own meal on Father's Day? <laughs> like, because you like cooking, right? 
Like, <laughs> not all the time. I guess that is correct, <laughs> but okay. That's funny. Noted. And I talked to my wife about it, and she was like, that's how I feel on Mother's Day. Because yeah. I usually try to go, like, I try to do something big for her birthday. But then Mother's Day, it's, what is mom like? Mom likes sleep. So let mom sleep. Mm. And I was talking to her, and I think we both came to the realization about each other that, like, yes, there is a thing that I enjoy, but uh, I also like to be considered, like, another way. Yeah, I was like, yeah. racing go-karts would have been cool today. You guys like go-karts? Because I like go-karts. <laughs> and so, like, while, yes, I do like it quiet, uh, still like to be slight pampered a little bit on Father's Day. Hmm. It's where you go to church, and they're like, where do you want to eat, Dad? And I'm like, I want to eat here. And they're like, we don't want to eat there. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you ask? well, all right then. <laughs> I, I kind of ran into on Father's Day this year. Um, we didn't do anything. We didn't. I, I didn't want to do anything necessarily. But I, I had everybody. So we have a lot of questions in my family. Everybody asks a lot of questions, except for me. <laughs> Everybody asks questions all the time about everything. And you you all have been at my house. We used to work in my basement. So there were often kids that would come down and ask the mm -hmm. same questions of, can I have a snack? Can I have a piece of candy? Where's my dad? All the time, right? It was a, it was kind it was of a, a default reaction whenever you're one someone come down. Yeah. Where's my dad? I'm like, go make sure that you have finished your reading and your room is cleaned. He's like... <laughs> What? You're going to ask him for candy. He's going to tell you these things. He tells you this every single day. Okay, I'll be back. So there's a lot of repeated questions. So Father's Day was the normal questions about can I have a snack and can I do this and can I play video games and whatever. But also the entire time they were trying to be considerate of me. Aw. By asking me questions <laughs> about what I wanted. So they don't know that they're doing this. And each one of them is not asking that many questions. It's the fact that there are five of them in our family, right? Because yep. Jenny does this as well. So it's not that any one person is asking too many questions, but there's a gang of them. <laughs> so throughout the day, it's all of those ones that I mentioned. And it's also, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do today? What do you want to do today? Which is a considerate question. Of course. Yeah. The consideration is there. I'm not yeah. I'm not dogging on that, but like what I actually want is to not be asked questions. And I there was no way I could say that to them and not sound like a complete jerk. Because they're like, We we're trying to consider you. What do you want? I honestly want to be left alone for a little while. Not not be left alone, but like yeah. I just I just want to go I don't know. I don't know. I want to go do something. <laughs> How I wanna, do you communicate that? I want to go walk a... into the garage and like look at something and be like, hey, I should I should put that thing over there or I should sweep up this part or trim that head. I don't know. I only. <laughs> I have no plan. I'm trying to codify that. Like, and I don't want to have to make a plan. I appreciate the consideration. I only want to concern. Hmm. I only want to worry about myself. Yeah. And that sounds really It does. Selfish. It sounds mean. Yeah. And it maybe, harsh. It, maybe it is. I only want to consider my desires. For just this day. And it's not even like that I wanted to go away from them or do something on my own. I just didn't want to have a plan. I don't know. Hmm. I think it would have been more helpful for me if I had had like a, you know what I'd really like to do today is yeah. blank. And I didn't have that. So I was not being helpful uh, in response to their questions. But 
You want to be wooed a little bit. Well, not even that. I mean, like, I don't, I don't need anything from them. I don't need, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it was a terrible answer for a really considerate question yep. over and over and over. <laughs> so, so maybe it's incumbent on us uh, to go. Father's Day's coming up. Here are a list of things that I would be interested in doing. So yep. maybe not like the Amazon cart at Christmas time, right? But like. My kids make me lists of all kinds of stuff. I have my son's birthday list out there because his birthday's coming up, and I'm getting him his lots of cucumbers that's number three on the list. <laughs> you know what's number one on that list? <laughs> I, had, I had a weird dad moment today. I do not. It's a Tamagotchi. Really? Yeah, the little keychain, little pet thing that and you got to feed and play with. I heard with. that they were kind of back. Or, I, I don't thought know. that was a while ago, though. I don't know. I don't know where my homeschool kid knows where the Tamagotchi exists. Huh. But it came out when I was in middle school, and I just now on eBay bought one for my middle schooler in 2022. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. Hmm. But, like, he comes up with their silly list of things, and so maybe I just need to make a silly list and go choose from this silly list. Or at least to have something in mind. Because I I don't – I think there is something about them – about your family wanting to celebrate you and maybe give you an experience or surprise you with a thing. And so, like, I would hate to – Rob them of that opportunity to be like, hey, everybody, just letting you know in three weeks, it's Father's Day, and here's my list of what I'd like to do. My approved list of yeah. social activities. So maybe just having one or two things in mind that when I get the question, I have an answer so I can squash okay. the rest of the questions. So let let this episode right here, Okay. if our wives listen to them, they let did. this – Mine I doesn't. Don't, I don't know if they do. Yeah. They're busy. If you could pick one thing that you would like to do, because you have enough stuff, right? We have enough stuff. Yes. That you want to do, that you've always kind of secretly wanted to do, but you kind of haven't done it, that would be a cool Father's Day slash birthday experience that your family could get. Because you may forget about this, or you may not come up in you know mm. in the onslaught of questions that you get. You may just be overwhelmed, and you might not be able to recall things. Do you have something like that? Because mm. I have one. I, I mean, I don't know if you have. And I think, it, it, like, barring, you know, big, huge trips to places or things that are n- maybe not realistic. Um, sure, not like bucket list items. Yeah, it's like a manageable item. I th- Honestly, I would like to go camping. I would like to go to Red River Gorge and take the entire family and and just go camp. And that's not hard to do. There's no reason we haven't done that other than it's just really hard to schedule. It's hard to justify. Okay. But – Making something like that or going climbing together or going canoeing, going to just like outdoor type stuff. It For us, and I hate this about our family, about my leadership of our family, is that that stuff falls behind everyday life. Yeah. Always. It always does. And so that's a thing that I would love to just – Push to the front. It becomes priority for that weekend or that day that we just let's go camp. See, and that's with, a good with no one. agenda or no thing to see or just that that's wrapped in selflessness. I like that one because mm. it's for all of us. Mm. But it's what I want. Yeah. But it's for everybody. Yeah. I like well, that I one. want that with them. I mean, sure. my, my kids have slept in a tent a couple of times, but they have not camped. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a difference when you like got a. Like you want primitive camping? I mean, maybe, like maybe work up to that. Hiking camp? Yeah. Uh, even even like pull up in the car and unload on a site. That that's fine. Sure. That's fun. You know. Yeah. And that's enough for the kids to like 
work toward mm-hmm. some hike end stuff, that'd be great. Um, but they just haven't. I remember as kids, there's one of the rivers around here, and I don't remember which river it was, but we would go canoeing with a couple of other families, and I still have one of the canoes. It's an aluminum canoe in my backyard that's been there for a very, very long time and not been in the water. But we would go on weekends, and we would canoe down this river some amount. No idea how far it was. could have been 150 yards. But we would go canoe with a couple of other families, and then there was this little island just like a pile of dirt in the middle of this river, mm-hmm. and we would pull onto this island, and we would either have a picnic and then move on for the day, or we would camp. I remember both ways. And it was less than an hour away. It was an overnight trip at most. But I look back on that, and I really, really enjoyed that time. Now, granted, I was a kid. I was riding in the canoe. I was not paddling. I was not doing the work of carrying kids places. So, yep. you know... But my kids have Your not kids had are that. old enough to be able to do a majority of that now. Well, yeah, sure. But my kids have been to the age they are now without having had an experience like that. Mm. I don't like that. And that's yeah. on me. That's not on them. That's on me. It's not their job to find experiences in the world. It's my job to th- take a thing from my past that they don't know about and give it to them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's my long answer to your short question. Do I like you, that. Do you have a thing like that? I do. I want to ride in an, an open air cockpit airplane. Ooh, wow! And do a barrel roll. <laughs> you want to fly it or you want to ride in it? Both. Oh, but I'm okay. not licensed to fly it. Okay. So I will settle with riding in an open air cockpit airplane. Wow. Which I think that there that happens around here. I think there's a person I, that offers. I, I would it. think so. I've always wanted to do that. Uh, skydiving was always on the list, mm. but I'm the the risk math is yeah. is becoming harder yeah. to justify. I'm with you. My son, my oldest son, which is completely out of character for him, always talks about wanting to go skydiving, which I don't – I think that's all talk. Yeah, I can see But that. when he gets older, <laughs> that will be a, like, I will go skydiving with you whenever mm. you get the courage enough to do it because I'll do it right now. I don't even care. But the open air cockpit thing, it's – there's only me and a pilot. There's not yeah. room for other people. It's always been a thing I've wanted to do. I think it's manageable. Hmm. Yeah, I would, I would I like think that. so. Wow. Hmm. See, I wouldn't have even thought of something like that. That's never been on my radar. That was not a plain pun, but <laughs> um, but that also sounds really cool. Yeah, like people can go uh, like wing walking. Oh gosh, where you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're in like a thing, like on t- like a biplane, but you're like on oh, top of it in a in a thing. I want I want to do that. That's a little much. I very much want to do that. Cool. I don't know if they'll let me. Or maybe I just need to Man, okay, so, buy an airplane. Yeah, if you find somebody who's wealthy enough to have an airplane, they probably get that feeling of, I would like to do this thing even though I'm not allowed to. I feel like that's somebody you could probably easily convince to let you walk on the wing. Hmm. I would think. I do hmm. know a guy here that has a plane. We could talk. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so last night, I was, uh, there, I was in my backyard with the dogs, and... Around this area, there are a lot of um, paragliders. Yep. Have you noticed this? Yep. They've been flying over our, over our neighborhood. So I have a I, – I would normally have thought that would be pretty cool. But when Grant Thompson yeah. died from that, it made me look at that whole operation a little bit differently. But uh, there's a bunch of them around. We see them flying over the soccer fields all the time. Mm, they fly and, over my house. 
Last night, they were over my house for the first time, low enough that I could see that the dude had glasses on. <laughs> like, we, we see him way low, too low. And my daughter's like, I want to do that. And I'm like, yep, I'll do it with you. <laughs> Man, I just, maybe they're pros or maybe it's not that big of a deal to get low. But, I mean, they're talking like 50 feet off the top of the trees, kind of low. Yeah. It felt really low to me. But, I don't know. Jocko's been doing it. Oh, yeah. I, it's cool to watch, but I'm good. I don't really need to do any more than that. So I kind of want to micro-influence my kids with all these cool things. So whenever they're ready to do it, I'm like, you know the person to ask. Mm. You, I talk about wanting to go um, cage diving with sharks. Like, great white sharks. Not mm. I've, I've dove with regular sharks. <laughs> I wanted to cave, cage dive with sharks in, like, South Africa. And Tiff was like, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. And my daughter who is mostly all talk, but she doesn't have fear of anything. She's like, I want to do that, Dad. Anytime uh, I've talked about scuba diving, how that's like a huge part of my life, but I don't get to really do it up here. She's like, I want to go scuba diving too. Mm. And so I watch a lot of uh, like deep sea fishing videos and like people going spear fishing, which I love. And my daughter's like, oh, it's a spear fishing video. And she gets all excited and wants to do it. Like, yes. Yes, let's do this. So my parents listen to this show. So my dad will hear this, and he, I hope, already knows this, but maybe not. He used to scuba dive when he was in his, I don't know, 40s, 50s. He got certified and started diving. And I was in Savannah. I was in college at here? the time. Yeah. Okay. But he, w- he would dive, like, in other places, not yeah. dive here. Um, and so it was a thing that he started doing after I was an adult, kind of. That's cool. Adultish. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, so a few times he asked if I wanted to go to Florida and get certified or to do this thing. And it just like never worked out. Diving is not, I'm not against it. It's just not something that's ever really captured my attention. And it never worked for me to go. I think one time we tried to and a hurricane came through or something. I don't remember. But it just never worked out that I got to do that thing with him. Yeah. And he doesn't dive anymore. I don't know if he just didn't want to or I I, I don't know. Um, but I've always kind of looked back on that. Like that was a thing that he was interested in later in life that he made an effort and went and did for himself and he tried to include me in it and I, it just never worked. Mm. I've always kind of regretted that. Yeah. Not because I wanted to dive, but just because it was a thing that we could have done together. He also sailed. Um, and I remember in high school, a few times we would rent a sailboat and go down to one of the Kentucky lakes. I don't remember which lake it was. Pretty good sized lake. They're, they're big lakes. And so we would go rent the sailboat and go out for a weekend. And we would sail and then find a little place to pull in and drop anchor and sleep on the boat. And mm. next day we'd sail back. And that was so much fun. Again, not that I had any interest in sailing, but it was a thing that he was into. And he, we did it as a family, and it was so much fun. I had a great time doing that. And it would be hard for me to try to do that with my family because I don't have the drive to sail like he had the drive. You know, he was yeah. – literally driving the whole thing with his interest in it. And I don't have that to pass on, but hopefully I can find something like that for myself that I could pass on to the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I I need need to do that. Is rubbing off the stuff that we do around here? Uh, I don't think so. I think my middle son is starting to have the engineer mind wanting to build. It seems. Yeah. It seems uh, innate with him like it did with me at a young age. So not that I, like, give him more attention than the others because he has this thing that I can relate to. But it's it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. 
Like whenever I was in high school, I had an internship and I could go. I wanted to be a, a fighter pilot. And then September 11th happened and I couldn't go to the internship on base anymore. So I had to pick something new. And I picked being a, a fireman because I like wanted to relate to my dad. I wanted to see what like that world was like because uh, he wouldn't talk about it a whole lot. So I was like, all right, I want to be able to connect with him on this kind of way so that I can understand him a little bit better. And I think it did. I mean, professionally, I suppose. Yeah. I could I could understand a core of experience that he had that I didn't have. But yeah, noting that there are things that are rubbing off on them that you have a shared interest with, you know, your kids. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I was talking to somebody, a friend of mine yesterday, and we were talking about our kids, and he mentioned that he and his wife have uh, made a big shift in the past six months or so. Their kids are about the same age as ours, and they've made a big shift to really prioritize the interest that the kids are in, in like um, trying to trying to share that interest because the kid has it. Yeah. So their mm. daughter is into something, and he was like, I don't really care about this, but she loves it, and it's an excuse for me to spend time with her. So right now I love it too. I was like, Ooh, huh. That's good. A, that's an interesting way to – that's opposite of what we're talking about, yeah. right? That's that's opposite of like, hey, yeah. I want to share. And I think both are totally valid, and you Fact. should do both. Um, but it was interesting hearing him say that like – and I guess maybe I've kind of been doing that with soccer without really thinking through it. Not a thing that I have any interest in at all, but uh, they're into it. And not only am I going to drive them places, but I'm going to talk to them about strategy and I'm going to watch how they work on the field and try to give them pointers. Not that I have any idea what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to invest in it, right? Yeah. I'm trying to be there because they're there. And I don't know. It, it it was interesting to hear him say that, and it made me think last night about like each one of the kids – I need to find the thing that they are currently into, they care about, where they're putting their time and their energy. And that's probably going to change for every one of them oh, yeah. several times. But, like, right now, how can I be a part of that? And how can I not not let them do their thing off by themselves and then we get together at the dinner table and talk about it? Like, there's there's got to be a way that I can invest myself into that thing that they're into, mm-hmm. even a little bit. And so I'm going to try to actively find those soon. But. My wife does that with my oldest son. He loves to read, and he's into all these books. And so they read books aloud to each other, hmm. even now. When he, I mean, he knows how to read. It used yeah. to be part of like a curriculum. Right. But they are reading a series of books that like he initiated. Oh, so the so they, like, I think it was him. like the Wing Feather Saga. Oh yeah, they read the Wing Feather Saga together, and they both got really into it. I'm reading that right now too. Okay, yeah. I'm like, neat. Y'all finished that book. I had no engagement in, right. it, but like they were doing it. Yeah. And so that's good that that happened. And then Mark Rober's uh, Crunch Lab boxes, like I got those from my middle son, and he's all about it. Hmm. And my wife messaged me. She's like, his box came in. Do you want him to wait for you, or can he just put it together? And it was kind of that moment, like I want to share in this, and I want to engage with the thing that he's excited about because, I mean, I think it's cool too, and I want to show him that I'm legitimately excited about things he's interested in. Yeah. I was like, but at the same time, I don't want to hold him back. Right. So I was like, no, nah, just make the thing. And then we can talk about how cool it is and all that later. And Might give him a chance to to own it a little bit and show it off to yeah. you. And you'd be happy. He did. It, he yeah. shot me with the little disc things. <laughs> and then uh, there's a oh, QR wow. code where you can watch like a specialized lesson. And so he and I watched the lesson together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
And my daughter really likes cooking videos and any chance that I get to cook with her. Like I made I made dinner with my middle son the other day because that's just not a thing that we normally do. That kid was so excited to make dinner. We made pancakes. <laughs> he was so happy. That's cool. Yeah, I need to find that thing for each one of them. It's obvious for a couple of them what that is. Mm-hmm. It's not not so obvious for the other ones. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that it it's going to take some work, but it'll be worth it. So the birthday list has actually given me a pretty deep insight every year as mm. to the things that they're diving deep into. That's a good idea. Whether they're sustainable or not. Yeah. And they make them months, several months <laughs> ahead of their birthday. <laughs> And so they're probably not very accurate by the time their birthday gets around, but a majority of them are. And the older yeah. that they get, the those interests have more longevity. Hmm. And looking at my sons, besides like the bunch of cucumbers and uh, Tamagotchi, there's a, a bunch of Egyptian um, like history. So there's like a book on how to read hieroglyphics. There was like a plastic wow. kopesh because he wants to swing around this ancient Egyptian sword. There's a hook and flail. And I'm like, what the heck is a hook and flail? <laughs> It's and I look, and it's right? like the little cross thing on like um, the sarcophagus that like the kings and stuff had. Is like one's like a stick with a little tassel on oh, it yeah. and a little question marky looking thingy. Yeah. It's that. I'm like, what are you gonna do? With what that? are you gonna do with that? <laughs> Where do I find a plastic version of that? And what are you gonna do with that? I was like, I'm keeping it for my tomb. Hasbro doesn't come out with those with the newest coolest movie. And so going down that list, like I can see the stuff he's interested in, and he's always been interested in like mythology, Greek and Roman mythology. He's, he knows all of the the gods and what their their I say powers are, but like what yeah. they're in control of and how it influences Egyptian stuff. And so he's super into history. And so ooh, I, the other day when I was building the Lego globe, that's mm-hmm. what I got for Father's Day. Mm. Um, I was building it, and I was like, oh cool, I just made Egypt in this little section. And it's just like a little tan block next to a tan square next to a tan triangle and that got on this conversation and he was like i didn't think or my son if you could blur that out let's, let's start that out and then my son was like i didn't know that's where that was i thought that was over by this country i'm like oh. no it's not like you like history but i kind of dig geography i really like flags hmm. and so there's this book that i had when i was a kid that we still have at the house that's just an atlas of the world broken up and flags of the world Hmm. It is great. It is kind of ridiculous how happy that book makes me. And it's just flags <laughs> and maps. <laughs> and so he and I spent probably two hours going over like places that I've been, places where he has been as a baby that he doesn't remember where certain countries are that, you know, that here's the country you were born in. You know, what state do you live in now? And, you know, he started drawing up his own flag. And so it's hmm. that little bit of nerdy personal interest that they didn't know about me. Yeah, I could pull a thing off of the shelf and go, this is stuff that I was super excited about and why I geek out about it. And then he also internalized it into it too. Hmm. I was like, I know you're into this. Here's the thing I'm interested in. It kind of is yeah, your interest adjacent. Yeah. And he thanked me for like sitting down for two hours talking about maps and flags. Wow. I was like, okay. I mean, that's kind of big. Yeah. I would not have counted that into like, all right, ways you can win as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Things that may be impactful to your kid. Uh, nerding out about flags. <laughs> Did you know that Ireland and Cote d'Ivoire pretty much have the same flag? If you rotate Netherlands and France, it's pretty much the same flag. He's like, I know, and if this other country. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. Yeah, big time. That's awesome. Well, good. Good, good. 
How long have we been talking? Oh, I tried to find the clock and it's gone. 58 minutes. 58 minutes? <clears throat> we were going to talk about TV shows. Well, there's been a bunch. Uh, do we want to, like, super quick round one of them? Take one. Get it out, out, of, the, out of the way. Can you Obi Wan? <sighs> Can we do that quickly? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Did you like it? I did. I did. I liked the second half of it more than the first half of it. Sure. Did you? I like liked it? the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The rest of it was the the wolf and the cub. Mandalorian really did the wolf and the cub really well. I yeah. thought it was odd of the Star Wars universe to do another wolf and cub kind of saga back to back. I. Yeah, I agree. I think it's because the Obi-Wan trajectory for that story has been around, floating around in different iterations for a really long time. And I think it was pre-Mandalorian, but, you know. I like that the Mandalorian had that genre, but expanded on a universe we didn't know anything about. To whereas Obi-Wan, like, there was a wolf and a cub, but you knew where the endings were. Yeah. I think that's still the problem. We've talked about that many times, yeah. but I think that's still Star Wars' problem right now. Is they're they're filling gaps with stories that we don't need to understand the ending. And but I will say that that last episode of Obi Wan, I thought fleshed out. I th- I thought it was a worthwhile addition to Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship. So it would. Not necessarily explain, but justify when they met each other. They didn't need to have this big, long exposition yeah. because they had it already. Yeah. They just Because fought. in A New Hope, like, Anakin and Vader is not – he doesn't seem that mad. Like, when you see him at the end of episode three, he's mad. He's on fire. He's yeah. – you know, I hate this oh, guy. Right. Like I, the, want, I want everything. If that were the moment between him being on fire to – you know, uh, my old master has returned. one yeah, dying. Like, eh. That would have been a very explosive meeting, but they already had that explosive yeah. meeting. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I mean, it made sense as a transition point there. Sure. So, like, we've both gotten our, you know, uh, Anakin took his shot at, I'm finally going to let all my rage come out on yeah. you in the way that you deserve, and I'm going to do everything I can to kill you. He had that moment. Uh, Obi-Wan had his, well, he is actually gone. He's Anakin is not here anymore mm-hmm. moment because that also doesn't translate. He he left Anakin in episode three with like my brother, my best friend is on fire and it's my fault. And the now I thing, have to go live with it. The next thing he says about it is like Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah. But then so now this new story put in there had let them both have a transitional moment to what how they acted in A New Hope. And I thought that was worthwhile. Sure. I liked it. I yeah. like the the mechanics of the fight scene. Like, I think that was one of the best lightsaber fights in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I think the voice modulation thing they did whenever Obi-Wan chopped the helmet, that was dope. That was really cool. Oh, that was dope. Uh, it, it could be because I was fresh off of watching, like, a whole string of the pitch meeting things where it's like, oh, then he realized he's the bad guy. He's like, yeah, and he goes to kill him. He's like, okay, so he totally kills him. He's like, no, he doesn't. He just walks away. Hmm. He's like, well, why does he do that? He's like, because we need a sequel. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. And so the I think the the personal journey of Obi-Wan having this guilt that he failed Anakin and then they do the fight and he's like, I don't want to kill you because you're my brother and I think I can fix you and I'm sorry and all these things. I'm so sorry. I have this regret. And Anakin slash Darth was like, no, you don't need to regret. 
I'm, I'm not, not that person. Yeah, yeah, I'm not your failure. That was a good you didn't line. kill him. I killed him. And then he's like, okay, Darth. Flat out like, all right, that's not my brother. He's a bad guy. In my mind, that would have been without having to need sequels. Understand, it's got to fit in the middle of two books. Mm-hmm. That point would have been, okay, I don't have this regret anymore. You're still the evil overlord. Now it's time for me to finish what I was doing and legitimately kill you. I was trying to kill you this whole time. Yeah. But then I felt bad about trying to kill you, but I'm going to throw rocks and earth and try to just straight up murder you if given the opportunity. I'm I'm gutted, but I'm still going to do it. And now I have the opportunity to end it. I'm not gutted anymore. That math goes, it's time for you to die, Darth Vader. And he's like, okay, Darth, and just like walks away. Well, that's the, that's the Jedi thing, though. Like he... Yeah. He should not have... There would be no situation other than preserving his own life where he should have killed Vader. Would he have apprehended him? I don't think so. I think he was trying the entire time. I think he was trying to get away from him hmm. for the for the sake of the kids. I don't think he wanted to be known. I don't think he wanted to be found. He only came out for the sake of the kids. And sure. then I don't I don't think he would have. I think he would have tried to disappear as quickly as possible, and the Jedi code would have stopped him from like, "You're a bad guy. I've got to end you." You know. I thought they played that right. And I think they played his uh, – Anakin – I'm sorry, Obi-Wan's brokenness at the beginning, his lack of force connectivity. Yeah. I think they played that right too. I think so too, that it's a muscle that you have to exercise. Yeah. And then if he's actively turning away from it, that muscle would atrophy even harder. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was good because they could have done like, well, he's just been in the, you know, in the desert communing with Qui-Gon this whole time. He would be like super strong in the force if he was by himself for 10 years – just focusing Training. on the force. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> he'd be How did you feel about Qui-Gon showing up? Was that fan service? Was that necessary? It was it, not necessary, but I knew it would happen. It alluded to them now, kind of what you were saying would have happened. The end led on that that is what is about to happen. That they're about together go on and do more. I think what... I think the point of it, the way I took it, was that it led... Obi-Wan to have an understanding of how to do that for Luke. Hmm. Okay. Because otherwise, there's no way that I'm aware of that Obi-Wan would have learned how to come back and interact with somebody who was alive after they were a Force ghost. Hey, I wonder if there's like a block of instruction on how to become a Force ghost. Maybe that's There not. is, because... So I mean, that's why uh, Ben Solo didn't come back as a Force ghost, because he didn't sit through that class? Probably. Hmm. There's a 40-hour block of instruction on becoming a Force ghost. There's a quote somewhere, and I don't remember what it is about. uh, Yoda talks about learning how to commune with people who have already passed. Hmm. I I can't remember the context. But it it, there was a line somewhere that was like, you have to learn this. You have to work at this. And I don't know whether that's the receiving of it or the The projection projection of yourself. yourself. I don't know which one, which Hmm. direction that goes. But Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good... It's like a passing of the torch generationally from him to Obi-Wan so that Obi-Wan could do that for Luke and so that Luke can eventually do that with Ray and, yep. you know, I, maybe. Um, yeah, well, that was good. I liked it a lot. Like I said, the first few episodes were a little little hokey. Uh, the little girl, Leia, she's fine. She's a kid actor. You know, I don't, I don't know. You can't expect fantastic performances out of every kid actor. Sure. I don't think she was great, but she did fine. I think the last episode, while I I 
said it was my favorite. Like, there's super nitpicky, not even just like Star Wars stuff, but like I'm more so I'm I'm very focused on story. And do I believe this story or do the elements in this story make any sense within the confines of this story? Like, if you're going to put me in a world, let me believe that world and I'll believe it till you tell me that the, the story's over. But like with them all on the ship and the ship doesn't have the hyperdrive and they're all facing imminent death because a Star Destroyer is shooting at them. And oh man, the hyperdrive is busted and we can't do it. And there's like the 20 people in the back. So he's like, I got to get out of here to draw their attention away. He's like, okay, how about you go in this ship that has hyperdrive that we've had the entire time. Yeah. That is big enough to fit a majority of the people that are on this ship that we're currently on. And that we would definitely would have been salvaging parts from Hmm. like, why don't you just get in there and take it? Yeah. And so he goes and then the star destroyer is like, we got to go after him. Doesn't shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't well, just like turn the cannon yeah. slightly to the left and get rid of the threat. It just seems like there's like. Well, Vader wanted to face him. He wanted to find him because he did. Didn't they like mention that? And Vader yeah, but he's got he's got Tie Fighters. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. And so that's like I like Star Wars and I like the thing and I feel like it's nitpicky. But the more I think, my son asked me recently after we got out of Jurassic Park, which we're going to talk about next time, and he was like. <laughs> Did you think that movies were better in your day? <laughs> Which was annoying. But then I thought Back about it. Day. And I'm like, there was a, the story I think mattered. There was a, a variety of stories being told yeah. and not just, we need to capitalize on superheroes and we need to capitalize on nostalgia, make the script work within this thing. Yeah. Doesn't really matter as much. People are buying movies. We'll, we'll round out the story. So the details, like, blah, 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 we'll write that away. And I feel like more and more, especially with the just load of content that Disney is putting out, that that's happening more and more. Yeah. And so it's stuff like that. It's like, that's just bad storytelling. And so it's not that I dislike Star Wars. I like a good story more. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. It doesn't have to be anything. I mean, we watch Remains of the Day, right? I watched the Downton Abbey movie. It was great. Hmm. I guess I'm into Downton Abbey. I kind of <laughs> like it because, like, the story is engaging. I don't care about these people. I don't relate to their lot in life, but the story is engaging. They believe the world that they're in, and it just kind of – the story works. And so to see Obi-Wan, I'm like, I'm excited about this because it's Star Wars, and I kind of want to see Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight. That's what we're all here for. But, like, I feel like it's just, like, big leaps to plot points and all the stuff in the middle. We'll just, like – We'll talk away. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And so in the like the pitch meeting thing that's been prevalent in my mind recently, I was like, I wonder how far off that really is. It's like you've got the writers and you've got the executives at Disney who are just like, we don't care about any of that crap. What can we what can we sell? The cute, she has a cute robot, right? It better be cute and it better be sellable. Since we missed out on Baby Yoda money, we're going to get all the cute whatever merchandise things. And so little things like that. And I'm like – I can suspend disbelief for the sake of the story. I don't want to suspend disbelief for the sake of the uh, merchandising and, mm. like, yeah. profitability of it. Right. That seems cheap. I mean, Star Wars has always kind of had that. But since they stopped telling original stories, they've had I, No, that. I would say that even the original movies have that, but we more easily overlook them, the faults, because of nostalgia. I know that's the case sure. for me. I know that there is, there are several things that if you actually pulled out this one little piece 
uh, out of the context of the fact that it's Empire Strikes Back or the fact that it's New Hope, if you pulled out one little piece and stuck it in a different movie, you'd be like, what? No, what? What? You know. Um, but I think we, we overlook a lot of that stuff because whether it's Star Wars or, you know, Back to the Future or something that you grew up with that you loved because you were this age when it happened, you overlooked it then because you didn't know better. Yeah. And you still overlook it because you love the thing and you love right. the feeling that you had that the first time you saw it or whatever. You don't want so, the thing I love to be stupid. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I think that's – it's probably there more now. I agree. But I think it's absolutely there, has always been there. Sure. In, in some movies, you know. Yeah. Um, so I want to leave you on this. Have you ever seen the Key and Peele's sketch about Gremlins 2? No. Okay. Everybody listening, do not have kids around. Yeah, it's a majority of Key and Peele yeah. skits. Put on some headphones and go watch that skit. And we're going to go watch it as soon as we finish recording this because it is hilarious. And it talks exactly about what you just talked okay. about. I want to show you the the pitch meeting for Jurassic Park Dominion. Okay, cool. We'll go do that. Because it was me the entire movie. <clears throat> My kids kept looking at me because I was like, oh, whatever. And then I eventually <laughs> I just like stopped caring. I'm like, just yeah. take a nap because they're, yeah. I, this is ridiculous. Okay, so I wasn't far off when I described. Oh that my movie god, too. that movie! We we'll talk about <laughs> movies next episode. I promise. I won't come up with any tangential parenting nonsense. No, no that was we'll a, talk about was an movies. excellent topic. All right, I want to say big thank you to our Maker Alliance members. Now, I have I'm I'm contemplating Maker Alliance stuff. I'm not going to talk about it now. Not even to me. Not not even to you. Well, fine then. We're gonna, we're going to talk about it soon. But I'm contemplating what we can do with the Maker Alliance. I'm going to leave it at that. If you want to join the Maker Alliance, which are, it's, it's an awesome it's community like human of people. Sacrifice no, 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 no. Okay. Not, not, with, sure. not with them. I'm trying to get caliber. What we can work on with them, what we can provide to them. Gotcha. I guess. Um, the Maker Alliance is an awesome group of people that support us, and they they contribute to what we do as a company, as a team. They also are a part of a community, and they contribute to each other, which is really cool. Yep. So the Discord server that we have is – uh, active and hopping and they help each other out and they're working on projects together. They're, they came up with their own like summer camp event that's coming up soon. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it is, it is really fantastic. And I think you would, you would enjoy being a part of it for them. Yeah. I mean, we're all right, but they are super cool. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check that out, go to, I like to make stuff.com slash join. It helps support this show. The fact that we can do a podcast that doesn't have like sponsors or, make any money at all and we bleed money on lego um if you want to help out this show that's a great way to do it but also all the other things that we do so go go join that big thanks to them for for sticking around and for supporting what we do you got anything else no man cool go watch that skit with headphones on headphones headphones (laughs) and then go watch the pitch meeting for dress for the latest movie that you've seen that you thought was stupid go watch the pitch meeting for that all right, where can people find you on the internet? At Josh underscore make stuff. You can find all of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff, all the different platforms. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.